Welcome to Dyslexic Heart, number 17. Yes, 17? 17. Oh, I thought it was fewer. 17. Wow. Is that the first one this year? We did one at the very end of last year, so I think it is. All right. Welcome to 2014, everyone. Hooray. In May. Hooray. Probably June as you're listening to this. It's true. Yep. Yep. Hey, the replacements are finally playing playing a show in the Twin Cities. Yes, way to jump ahead to the last thing in my notes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just thought of that as the title song is playing. I'm like, hey, the replacements are playing here so we can stop bitching about it. That's true. That's happening in September. Uh-huh. It's going to be good. It's going to rock. Oh, it's 2014, all right. Uh-huh. So, got, it's been some, an eventful year, hasn't it? We've got some things to talk about. We have a so few things to say. Normally, we record this show after our other podcast, which we... T- talk about las vegas but this time we're recording it without that one first which means this one might be longer than normal or it might (laughs) yeah you think maybe or it might be a little rough because usually you know that one where our vocal cords are warmed up this one's always a little rough (laughs) true oh so he sounds like me she's coughing i'm coughing oh so for anybody who doesn't listen i i can't imagine anybody listens to this show without listening to the other show because I don't know that they would know about it. But in the event that you haven't, you might want to listen to 500 by Midnight, show number four, what, 49? Sure. There's going to be some stuff we talk about that refers to some things that we talked about previously on that show. (laughs) It's going to be kind of confusing. promote. (laughs) Yeah, that's what this is all about. (laughs) Yeah, our five (laughs) listeners. Yeah. All right, so we've had some things happening recently. So we recorded our last show uh, in December-ish. This show, not the Vegas show. The things that are... So I thought we would talk about some of the things that have happened since then. Okay. If you want to. Sure. Concerts and such. All right. Uh, The first thing I have... I know you have a list. I do have a list. an extensive list. The first thing I have in my list is from February. Do you have anything before February you want to talk about? No. All right. So I'm talking about a concert we saw in February at the Turf Club. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. It's not even on your list, is it? It's not, but it's in my heart. (laughs) Does that matter? Forever in my heart as well. The, oh God, that was a great show. So on past episodes of the show, we've talked about a gentleman named Dave Haas. Yes, we have. He's fantastic. He's wonderful. And we got to finally see him uh, as a headliner instead of just as an opener. Mm-hmm. He played a turf club in St. Paul and it was a hell of a lot of awesome. It was great. Saw it mid-February 15th to be precise. Yes. It was awesome. It was like highlight of the winter perhaps. Pretty much. Our winter was shit. We're not going to discuss the weather, but our winter was shit. It is. So, yeah. So that was like the sunshine. It was all kinds of awesome. So, I'm going to play one of his songs, if you don't mind. Oh, is it okay if I play one of his songs? I'm playing one of his older songs. Cool. Off his first album. Seems kind of loud. This seems appropriate given the weather thing that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I want to play my Alpine records 
February, hearing oh, that song in the middle God. of a long winter. And there are a couple others of his melanin. Yeah. That one just kills me. Like, oh. Yes. It's like, it's like getting sunshine. I mean, that sounds trite, but it's like, it's like getting that dose of summer when you need it the most in yep. your brain. Yep. Yep. Well, that's the thing about uh, winter concerts, like awesome concerts in the winter. It's like, okay. It's like it feeds your soul it differently. It does. Like I needed this in, I needed this show so badly when it happened. Oh my God. Yes. And we, then it was awesome. We didn't even know how much we needed it. I know. And the, the thing with summer shows, it's like that sustains you through the rest of the year right. too. Because we've seen him in the summer. We saw him open for Social, Social Distortion and yep. oh, so great. Yep. Coming, baby. This could be our year. And Gaslight Anthem, too. We saw him open for them in July. We saw him open for Social D in July. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that was an awesome show. Yeah. Fantastic. And we got to meet him afterwards, thanks to a friend of ours. As as one of the many benefits of doing our podcast, our other podcast, when, which has a large listener base, mm-hmm. we meet a lot of fascinating and interesting people. Yes. And we made a new friend uh, this year during our January, January trip. trip to Las Vegas. That's so great. Who happens to be friends with, with Dave. Mm-hmm. And he said, you are going to meet him. <laughs> we said, okay. Yeah. So our friend Johnny. Yes. Who is all kinds of awesome. Yes. Set us up. He uh, was frantically texting Dave saying, you have to meet Tim and Michelle after the show. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And we yeah. did. Got us and on the did. list to get it's in. great. It was so nice. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Thank Johnny. Thank you, Morgan. It was fantastic. So because of that. I have to play. I have to play one of Johnny's songs. All right. So Johnny was in a band called Cletus, and I've been listening to some of their music, and I like love it. 
Awesome. So I'm going to play one of their songs that I really love. Awesome. Yes. The great Johnny Puke, lead singer of Cletus. Yes. I love that guy. I do too. So sweet. Amazing. Yep. He was just in Las Vegas for the Punk Music and Bowling Festival. Mm-hmm. I yeah. sent him a text message telling him I, hope, I wished that, wished him and his lovely girlfriend Morgan a good time. Hope they were having fun. Yep. And moments later, he hit a nice slot machine jackpot. So I think I brought them luck. I hope you or did. He, he thinks I brought them luck. So yes. Thanks, Johnny, for hooking us up with the... Uh, stuff for the show it was awesome yes all right so yes that was definitely the highlight of the winter i would say yeah yeah i would agree yep so then what, what i happened? need to listen to dave's album more i need to listen the, more cletus too but which, which um well all of them actually both of them yeah i think and, the well, resolutions the is too. more of a summer and fall album for me okay for some reason i go I kind of been alternating, although lately I've been listening more to resolutions and I've been listening. So he, I need to listen to devour again because I'm thinking, Oh my uh, God, that music just sustains me so much through hardship. Yes. It's a good album. I've been getting a lot of, I've been listening to all of his stuff lately. The other thing too, is I put together a playlist of the songs off resolutions done acoustically. Cause he put oh, out those yeah, 45s yeah. where he did them all just alone. Yep. And so I put together a playlist of the whole album in order. I'll be copying that, that playlist it's from you. Really good. I mean, I have those things individually in my yeah. library, but yeah. I, uh, 
His music is awesome. Yes. And, and he's just, a great guy. That was the cool thing. So we so met him. Nice. And the whole, the whole thing about meeting musicians that you're really into is like. You're oh, afraid what? you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, you're, I, yeah. I always have that feeling. Like, oh, God, I hope he's not a dick. Yeah. Dave was awesome. He was so great. So nice. We sat there and talked to him for 10 or 15 minutes. And he was just like, he's like, oh, when I said, I said, hey, um, we're friends with Johnny. He texted you. He's like, it's you guys. And he, <laughs> so we sat there and talked to him about his music and his tour and how things were going. And he had and a great show. And he was like, he was like, holy shit. I played Minneapolis before I hadn't played St. Paul. This is where it's at. This crowd was awesome. He like, yeah. Was thrilled. He's like, I'm playing here from now on. The tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, and then we were talking about venues, like different size venues and stuff. And like, yeah. he's just really, he, he's just really smart about like when he plays and where he plays and yeah, I was asking him like why he was coming to Minneapolis in the winter, and he's like, "Well, we wanted to go on tour now because some a lot of those other artists who people who are kind of similar, yeah, have similar put, audiences, yeah, they're going to be touring later, so we yep. wanted to go when we knew that we would sell more tickets." Like, yeah, that's really smart. So yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And and I I thanked him profusely because a lot of people skip our wonderful that town. too, especially in the winter. Oh yeah. Which, I mean, I don't blame them, but at the same time, like a lot of people will be like, all right, we're playing Milwaukee and then we're just going to yeah. swing down South St. Louis. He's come through here a bunch of times, which is cool. And I he think has. he knows people, a lot of artists, whether they're musicians or comedians, once they come through here, I think they realize there's a really good audience yep. and they tend to come back again and again because they realize, oh, this is actually a polite audience. They're engaged. They, they're like coming out in the middle yeah. of the winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're starved for entertainment. Yes. Yes, so, we are. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That was us in February. Mm-hmm. March. March. Want to talk about March? We can talk about, well. Do you want to talk about the Paisley show? Actually, that was April. I was looking. It was oh, April, was April? 5th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was So I was going to say, we didn't have to wear like 10 layers of clothing to go there. No, it was actually we, a decent but time. But we did bring our coats and we were excited because, so Dessa played Paisley Park. Which is Prince's studio in Chanhassen, Chanhassen. Minnesota. And so we thought, all right, we're going to go see Dessa and if... Prince plays, it's a bonus. Right. But we're going to see Dessa. Because sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. He has these parties occasionally. Some nights he just, they just play music and then somebody will come out and announce, hey, we've rented out the local theater and if you want to go see a movie at midnight, it's free. And then there's a smattering of applause. (laughs) Smattering of indifference and most people leave. But um, I mean, it's a nice gesture, but you know, people are like... Damn it, I was hoping to see Prince play. Well, the thing is, we've gone to a bunch of these Paisley Park parties, but it's been years since we've done this. And we, because we're old. So, well, we went to that one a couple, we went to that one last year, and that one where it was a concert, we knew he was playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And And I, like, after that one, I swore I'm not going back again because it hurt. Like, it physically hurt. That's because we stood in line a long time and. Yeah, and then we got in, and he didn't play for a while. And then when he played, I mean, it was good because it's Prince. I mean, my God, right. you know, you're in the small space that is what what does Paisley Park hold? Like a thousand yeah, people about or a something. And you're in this small venue, and it's this you know international superstar, and it's like it's Prince, and he's got this amazing aura and everything. But it's like, I mean, he didn't he didn't play my favorite stuff. And my back was killing me. Yeah. Like I, I hurt so 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 bad. Yeah. And and I thought I'm never doing this again. And then Dessa played, and I'm like, all right, we'll go, I'll see, go out Dessa. And see her. Yep. And if Prince plays, it's a bonus. Yeah. And that's how it was. So anyway, we went and we saw. So we went and saw her, and it was a much more pleasant experience. First of all, the crowd was tiny. Yeah. Well, first of all, we're so they start you out in the in the smaller room. Right. And they're serving food. They're serving pancakes. They sell pancakes and omelets. Which I think is hilarious. And and huevos rancheros. It's like breakfast. Weird. 
weird deal. So we're standing in line to get bottled water because we had had dinner. So, I mean, if I hadn't had dinner, I'd be like, give me some pancakes right right now. But I was full. And we're in line and I'm like, there's Dessa. Oh my God. And I think my eyes grew like really wide. And I, I, I felt like... I should say something to her, but I shouldn't say something to her. And so it was it was really awkward in my mind, but I'm sure she didn't even notice me, which nope. is great because I hope she didn't because I was awkward. So we got our water. Dessa was hanging out, whatever. And then uh, we went to check out the merchandise table, which was right by the doors. Well, first of all, one thing that I've noticed since the shows that we used to go to, like for the previous or the previous uh, parties years ago, people would go and they'd be dancing and everybody's having a good time and stuff. This, everyone is just standing there waiting like, they're there for no other reason than the show. Prince better be here because that's all we're here for. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're showing what like midnight special, midnight or something? special, for, which I'm sure we're licensed. Yeah, exactly. Mister <laughs> Sue, everybody for using his music unauthorized. <laughs> showing the midnight special, although the audio was turned off, they were just the audio playing, was like, turned off. So they're playing a DJ. Yeah, they're playing really good music though. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. They're playing some print stuff, obviously, and then they were playing like what pink yeah. and some other stuff. Yeah, it wasn't again not like the old days when they had shitty a shitty DJ, brother Jules, brother Jules, and um, <laughs> this they had actually like music you could recognize and it was decent. But so yeah. yeah, we went to check out the merchandise, which worked out great because it was right next to the door to get into the main sound stage where they have the stage set up. So as we were checking out the merchandise, they happened to open said main door, and we went in, and we were in the front row, right up against the stage. Yep. Which you know that was cool. There weren't that many people. There was only a couple hundred people there. But it ended up working really well Very for a well. couple reasons. Couple reasons. One. Dessa, right up front. And then we'll get to the Prince part in a minute, but it worked out very well for the Prince part. I'm going to, I won't play any Prince performances because he likes to sue people. I'm not sure if this is cool or not. I'm going to take a chance. It's Dessa. If if you don't know the next, if you're not familiar with with Prince, then I I wrote this song. She knew he was going to stay Standing by the bar on a lonely Friday night 10.35 and all she was looking alright I asked her if she wanted to dance And she said that all she wanted was a good man Wanted to know if I thought I was One of my favorite Prince songs, too. Yes, mine too. I love that song. Yep. Oh, Dessa's great. So was she, that it works for words? Yes, it was for a, um, a radio station thing, the current yep. sponsored, yes. I think. Yeah, I'm yep. sure they sponsored it. Yep. 
Is it like a singer-songwriter thing? Yes. People performing songs of musicians they love, mm-hmm. talking about the lyrics and stuff. Really cool. Um, so... Are we going to talk over it or are you going to... Yeah. It? Okay, sure. So the Dessa show was great. Oh, it was amazing. It was weird seeing her not play for her audience, though. She had to kind of win them over. Yeah, she and did. she worked so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I knew the... some of the stuff, but I'm like... I'm not going to sing along because I don't know most of the lyrics, but I know the choruses, but, and I'm sure she's a professional. She doesn't care if I get the lyrics wrong, no. but. <laughs> Came down into the crowd for several songs. Oh yeah. Many songs, like yeah. half the set, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So it was kind of cool like to see her really, really work the crowd. And then she kept making these jokes. Like I went to Nordstrom's and I, I told the lady why I was buying this outfit and I saw her check my credit card. <laughs> just to make sure it went through. <laughs> yep. And so she had some ongoing jokes about that. It was She just had this really great self-deprecating sense of humor, which I love. Yes, she's from and here. And I love her anyway. She's from but here. She'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. Her band was amazing, too. Yeah, they're tight. Really, really good. Swimming in the sniffer, pretty as a picture. Don't get it twisted, man. Her fight is a bitch. You can name, you can keep her, but take care when you feed her. You never can take the fight out the fish. Chomping at the drill, but never want to still sit. You can test my metal with a magnet and some tip sniffs. Intense, all I see is canines and some wing tips. Pilot pit in pocket, I'm riding this thing to the inches. Around here, we don't like talk of big dreams. To stand out is a pride that can see. To aim high is to make waves to split scenes, but that's not what it seems like to me. Cause I wanna try, I wanna risk. And I don't want to walk, rather swing and miss. I'm not above apologies, but I don't ask permission. Got a lot of imperfections, but I don't put my ambition in them. So we're watching Dessa's show. She did like, she did a full, she did, I don't know, hours, hours, yeah. something, a little over an hour. And what did they charge to get in? Like 25 bucks? 30 bucks, I think. 25, totally 30 bucks. Totally worth it just oh, to yes. see Dessa. Yep. It was fantastic. So we were happy there. And I said, well, let's stick around a little bit. If they start to, if they change the stage out quickly, it's a good sign. That Prince is going to perform. Right. And they did. They did. But... They changed the stage out quickly, but then they spent the next hour and a half screwing with the sound. Yeah, it was obvious that his normal stage hands weren't around yeah. because these guys, there was like three guys and they would s- stare at equipment and try to figure out what the hell was going on. You could tell they didn't know You could know tell something doing. was up. Yeah. yeah. So they were dicking around with the mics and stuff. Finally, and they were setting stuff up. Finally, they got it set up. and. Yep. Well, supposedly, but... So then Prince comes out. Yeah, the or band comes out. Does the band come out and then Prince came out? Yep. Yeah. Third Eye Girl, which I've been wanting yep. to see Third Eye Girl because we have not. We've only seen him. We haven't seen. We haven't seen that band. Oh right, because when we saw Prince at the Dakota it, last winter, it wasn't it Third wasn't, Eye Girl. No, it was part of his. It was part of New Power Generation still. Yeah. So anyway, they came out and they were. They sounded really good. They were great. Yeah. First. Um, but they did a killer, like they started doing a kick-ass set because they did, see, there was Bambi and then, um, what's the song Peach. he did with Peach? 
And then, um, so far, so please. Yeah, it was all like really guitar driven pop yes. stuff, which and is this, like, he that's was my just, favorite stuff. He was just fucking thrashing on guitar. Which, yeah. Oh God, watch, oh. I could watch Prince play guitar all night. And it was in the dark, which is why we were good. Why it was good we were in the front row because no one could see anything. He lit a few candles on the side of the stage. But you really couldn't see much unless you're up front. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of lights on. Yeah. But we could because we were right there. Yep. I didn't even think of that because we were so close. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were. We saw everything. Yeah. But then he started to have a little hissy because there were some sound issues. Yes. And like the um, uh, who was his, his guitar player's guitar was out of tune. Yeah. And he was kind of pissed about that. And then there were some other issues and. So did he leave? And then they came back, and then they did the instrumental, and he, they left again. He came. The, the band never left the stage. He left the stage. Yeah. But then he came back and he but Didn't proceeded. he walk toward the soundboard or something? He went back to the soundboard. Then he came back and then he proceeded to play everybody else's instruments. Yep. He took the, he went behind the drum set and sat down and played a wicked drum solo, which we've oh, never yeah. seen him play drums before. Right. Then he went over to the bass player and he like played, or first he did guitar. He mm-hmm. played a ripping guitar solo and then he took the bass and played that. And then he walked off stage again and he signaled them that he was done and that was the yep. show. So he probably only did... 20, what, half hour 20 maybe? minutes half hour half hour at the most but it was it was kind of awesome <laughs> in, in a way it was like okay we got to see really awesome stuff yep and ha- him have a little but then hissy. we got to see prince have a hissy up close he was having fun up at the beginning Wh- too yeah it's it like shit, this is gonna be a long night he but could no. have gone on forever when he's in a good mood he will play a three-hour show and he just will have fun with the audience yep he was he was he was chatting with the audience he was having fun yeah he was in a great mood was, and then yep. stuff with the sound started going he's funky like, nope, and then he's like all right screw this so I'm gl- I, yeah i'm glad we got to see it it's it would have been fun to see him play longer but it was also kind of fun to have him see him to see, see him have happen. a hissy <laughs> yeah so that was awesome i love prince yeah for many reasons i'm glad we went and i'd go again yeah so you've changed your, <laughs> you've changed your tune haven't you i've changed my mind yep oh so yep there you go that was uh april 5th it was quite a time mm-hmm. now in the midst of that Oh, my God. I was dealing with these health issues that I've previously alluded to. I was to. thinking that the show was before all the health stuff No, it was down. after I knew what was... What was going on. Oh, wait. Had I already had my appointment yet? Yeah, then? you had yeah, because I, had. I drove back from... Yep. So by that point, I knew I was going to be having a surgery yeah. on April 21st, 21st to have a kidney removed. And that was fun. So last time uh, Righty saw Paisley Park... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kidney. <laughs> so many things my kidney's going to miss out on. <laughs> right. It's in a jar somewhere in a... I wonder how they store... They do keep... They keep them. They keep them to study. I don't know why. I don't know if they study them. They just keep them. Hmm. I don't... So, yeah. The pathology report's really interesting because it's, it, it explains exactly how everything on the kidney is labeled. Like, certain things are labeled in different colors and things. Whoa. I know. It's kind of weird. I want a picture. Is that weird of me? I don't know if I want to see it. I mean, I want to see the picture with the labels. You want to see the tumor? Kind of. I wonder what it looks like. Yeah. We could probably find what a tumor looks like on the internet. I don't we think I want to see could, it. We probably could, but yeah. Yeah, so I had a cancerous tumor. It was like four centimeters large. 3.9, wasn't it? 3.9 centimeters. They took out a, the whole kidney, though. They did. So that's gone. But it was malignant, so the surgery was not in vain. Yeah, it would have been... They would have wanted to take it out either anyway, way. Anyway, yeah. Yep. So that's been yep. my life ever since, dealing with that fun. Uh-huh. 
It's been weird. It's been something. It's been weird. It's real. That yeah. shit's real. <laughs> so there you go. What's been your favorite part of my journey? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of your journey? <laughs> the pamphlet that said, kidney cancer is cancer that occurs in the kidneys. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know where to start talking about all this stuff. So um, I always obviously talked about all this stuff leading up to surgery extensively on the other show. Yeah. So I haven't talked that much about The recovery? Yeah. So I was in the hospital. uh, Surgery was on a Monday morning and we went in bright and early and... Like 5.30 and then surgery Surgery was at at like 7.30. So that was a whole weird experience of... I've never had any surgery before. So... Going in and you go in this little room and you take off all your clothes and put on a lovely gown. Mm-hmm. I loved the hospital wear. You were so anxious about the hospital gown showing your ass. The hospital gown that I wore in the pre-surgery room was worse than what I wore afterwards, Yeah, I think. But I don't know. It was just, uh, that wasn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. And that was nerve-wracking. Time stood you, still. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen you so nervous. Well, yeah, they were going to cut me open and take shit yeah. out of me. Yeah. I, w- I remember sitting there looking at the clock, and it was like that like half hour before they wheeled me into surgery was the longest half hour. Yeah. Ugh, horrible. Yep, but everybody at the hospital was great. Super nice. They made me feel as comfortable as I could. And uh, so, yeah, they got me ready for surgery and wheeled me away and I was when they wheeled me away I was you know complete panic even with all the drugs they didn't start the drugs though yet really in the pre-surgery room I thought they started a few had they plugged me in already yeah I think so I didn't think they did anything until I got into the room oh I thought they did I thought they started maybe they did I don't know but it obviously did not take effect well I was uh conscious at least I got into the I remember rolling down the hallway Mm mm-hmm and I remember getting into the surgery room and yep. kind of looking around and seeing all these big lights and just, I don't know, I was aware that there were a bunch of people there. I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. Somebody was talking to me. I don't remember what they said. And then like within a couple minutes of getting into the surgery room, I was out. But I thought they plugged me in once I got in there and it just took effect that quick. Maybe, maybe not. I I could be wrong, but I thought they started giving you stuff in the prep okay. area. No, that would make sense. Yeah. Because I remember with my, or maybe I'm blending it with, because I had some surgery a couple of years ago. Right. And I remember they started the IV and everything. And uh-huh. and I, I was feeling pretty damn good by the time they rolled See, me into the surgery. I don't, I don't remember seeing the IV or anything. I, yeah, maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know. I It's all a mystery. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But all I know, I was awake for about two minutes in the surgery room. And, and then, then I was out. out. And then the next thing I remember is um, I... Was t- I like was looking around and I could see somebody else in a who was clearly just out of surgery. Mm-hmm. You know what? I actually I didn't see them right away. I, I remember waking up and there was somebody sitting next to me, and she realized I was waking up. She had a lovely Australian accent, which is Aww. the best way to wake up. Yes. And she asked me something I don't remember what, and then she gave me a glass some ice chips. I think she fed them to me on a spoon, actually. And then uh, I said, wait, am I done? Because it just dawned on me like, I didn't know. If I it just You're just not sure what's going right. on. So I said, am I done? She said, yeah, you did quite well. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And then after, over the next 15 minutes or so, I started to become more and more aware of what was going on. And like mm-hmm. I said, I saw somebody sitting on the other side of the recovery room also with somebody sitting next to them. And there were probably some multiple people in the room, but I just oh, saw yeah. the one. Um, huh. So I was there for like a half hour and then they wheeled me up to my room and I was very surprised to see you and my parents there waiting for yep. me. I was surprised to see how well you were doing when yeah, you were being I was wheeled a in. Very nice were, chat with the guy who wielded me up. Because he was, what was he was me? going to see Van Halen me. or Kiss or somebody? Uh, no, I don't know. We were just talking about music. Yeah. And concerts and stuff. I don't remember specifics other than I knew that later that day they were going to be announcing a major concert in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And it was rumored and ended up being Paul McCartney. And we were talking about that a little bit. And yeah, but no, I was yeah. pretty. Pretty aware and pretty awake. I was awake, pretty surprised quickly. how awake you were when they wheeled you in. It felt good. Yeah, and they had this really great monitor in the waiting area for surgery that showed like that showed where your I was progress. At. Yeah. When they, I don't. And they had a this. buzzer, and then you'd go up to the desk, and they'd be like, "All right, he's in recovery your now. Your table's ready, pretty much." It's one of yeah. those buzzers, like you're at Chili's, like you were gonna order, like you were at Outback, and you were gonna go get a blooming onion, right? Yeah. Is it Chili's that has Blooming Onion? No, it's Outback. Outback. Okay. Well, I think Chili's has a variation on it, too. They all have Blooming Onions. Now they all copy each other, just like Vegas casinos. So here's what I don't... So when they wielded me up... Wielded me? I keep saying wielded. Wielded. When they they (laughs) rolled me up into my room, Mm -hmm. did I then have to scoot into the bed in the room? I think I did. Like I, had I to think switch. so. I remember bits and pieces. And yeah. This is not interesting except for to me, so I'm sorry for taking up the time of the show. But No, yeah. you, Yeah, because they, like, they had to take the other bed away. Cause they so did, I, that wasn't your bed right. that you were... Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I seem to remember vaguely scooting into my actual hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And then that was where I spent the next several days. So I was yep. there from Monday morning until Thursday morning. Yep. Almost got to go home on Wednesday, but I really didn't want to. And, I and it's actually good that you didn't. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. So it he, involves a catheter, and that's all I'm going to say. Oh, I'll talk about the catheter. Okay, we'll talk about that. So my um, my impressions of staying in the hospital before I actually did it, because I had never been since I was a little kid in the hospital overnight. Um, I was under the impression, based on what other people said, that I would not get any decent sleep. Mm-hmm. I would be constantly interrupted. They'd be constantly poking and prodding me. I would be miserable. I'd be ready to go home immediately. It was not going to be a good experience, so just be prepared for that. So maybe it was good that my expectations were low, mm-hmm. that this is going to be an unpleasant experience, which you would expect. You had surgery. You're going to be in pain. It's not going to be fun. Right. But I've got to say, my stay at the hospital was, given the circumstances, it was a very positive experience. <sighs> the nurses were phenomenal. I, I gained so this great. tremendous respect for nurses and what they do. They took such great care of me. Immediately, the first nurse that I had. Oh, I loved her. Her name was Michelle. She put me at ease. And I just like the, from there on out, I like I am in your hands. Take care of me. Yep. And I I was not worried about it. I wasn't. I was just I f- was completely comfortable. Yeah. Which was fantastic because it's a shitty situation, and the fact that they can put you at ease when you're when you're uncomfortable physically yeah. and emotionally. Yep. So it took a couple of days to get my. Well, it took a little while, a little messing around to get my pain medications kind of where I needed them. Yeah, they didn't want to put you on the hard stuff at first because that might 
block your intestines up, so to Is speak. That what it was? Well, they were. I was on. I some, think that was part of. I it. was on some good stuff. They just, but I didn't have the clicker where I could control it. Right. They would come and get it for you, and then they they'd would, yeah. the only valid use of QR codes I've ever seen. I know they, they had a code. They had a QR code on the walls. Like I think one was for pharmacy and one was for lab. Yep. And then they'd scan that, and it's, then they'd scan your my wristband, wristband, and then they'd scan whatever drugs they were giving me. Yeah. That's how they tracked all of it. But they, so there is um, a valid use for QR codes in the universe somewhere. At first, they were giving me. I don't know. It was like every six hours they were giving me something. Mm-hmm. Or, Four, I thought. Okay, I think it was four. At first, it was every four, but the problem is by about hour three, I was in pain. Yep. So then they... They'd alternate a little bit, wouldn't they, with the Tylenol and the hard stuff? No, before that. Before that, when it was still through the IV. Yeah. They were... um, They they split the dosage in half, but gave it to me every two hours. Okay. And then I was fine. But then after a day, they wanted to pull me off the IV stuff and get me on pills so that I could be prepared to go home. Okay. So then at first, it was Percocet. Yep. And they only kept me Which on always that. reminds me of Krusty the Clown on The Simpsons. I don't know why. Okay. They only kept me on Percocet for, it wasn't even for a full day. And then they decided, well, that wasn't because I was having some issues with that, where I'd, it would wear off too quickly. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Percocet is just oxycodone and Tylenol together. Oh, okay. So they split them off. And instead of giving me a Percocet every, whatever it was, six mm-hmm. hours or something, they could give me Tylenol every three and, and then, then Oxy every three. Yep. So they split the two. So then that was what I was on the rest of the time. Oxycodone doesn't do that much for me. Mm-hmm. I, it, it helps a little bit, but I don't... You weaned off that really quickly. Well, we you got were home, more Tylenol We got home anything. and I got off it in a day, even though I had to supply for like three days. Yeah. Just because it didn't really help me that much. Which we don't have anymore. Tylenol was the thing. Tylenol helped me a lot. So I was on oh. that for about two weeks. Then I got off of that too. But it's amazing that like just extra strength strength Tylenol could do that. Took away all my pain. Yeah. So I I don't know. But anyway, they I slept okay when I was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. They'd come in a couple times and take my blood pressure. And they'd if I woke up and was in pain, I'd buzz them and they'd come and give me more drugs if they could. But it wasn't like I was constantly interrupted. I had adequate sleep and Yeah. Yeah. So my hospital stay wasn't bad. I gotta say. I was surprised. But I came home and it was just laying around the house all day. I was pretty, I was able to get, be up and around, but, you know, I had pain. Mm-hmm. And well, and you were glad that they had talked about sending you home on Wednesday. Yeah. And there were two reasons that we were glad they didn't send you home. Oh, I had some really bad pain Wednesday night. Yeah. I think like it was mostly. It was mostly gas, wasn't it? It was just, I yeah, it was like stomach pain. They wanted you to fart really bad. They're really big on that after surgery because <laughs> the anesthesia stops your system and until it's moving again, they can't send you home. So I was frequently being asked if I, have you passed air yet? <laughs> Not yet. I'm trying. And what's your pain level oh, on a scale the of one to 10? So then, okay. So they took the catheter out. Uh, Putting the catheter in, not a big deal. I was out. I was, it was before surgery. So I was done. I was out. I didn't feel a thing. Uh, Taking it out, out again, it was Michelle. It was my first nurse. So it was on the day after surgery. Yep. She's like, I'm going to take it out. It's not that big of a deal. She said, I put a needle in and I, it's kept in by a bubble of uh-huh. air. So I put a needle in and suck the air out. And then I just pull it out really quick and you'll barely feel it. And she said, you'll feel it, but it'll just be for a second. And it uh-huh. was. It was like two seconds, not it, yep. uncomfortable, didn't hurt that bad. Boom, it was done. Yep. The problem was. The problem was then I couldn't piss. Uh-huh. Don't you love this de- level of detail? <laughs> so 
that was a problem. You've had a lot of wiener handling this year. Go. I know. I've had a lot of ladies <laughs> touching my junk. Um, so they put it back in. And this time I was aware Completely and awake. conscious because you weren't the first time. And I was not happy with this process. And that was not fun. It wasn't as bad as I expected, but it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So they did that, and then I had that. And then they were going to send me home with it, but luckily they decided, my doctor came in, he's like, no, that's unnecessary. Yep. You don't need to have that thing in for a week. You'll get an infection. You're young. You don't need it. Yep. Yeah, your doctor was awesome. Yeah, he was great. So then they did this thing where before they took it out, they f- pumped fluid into it. Uh-huh. Until I felt uncomfortable, like okay. I had to pee. So they pumped all this liquid in, and they said, let me know when you're uncomfortable, and I told them. They were keeping track of how much they pumped in. Then they pulled the catheter out, again, uh-huh. thrilling. And then they said, okay, now go into the bathroom and piss and into this thing so they could measure how much I pissed out to make sure mm-hmm. everything they put into me came out. Yep. Which it did and more. And more. And then I was good to go. It was called the fill and release method. Nice. Not to be confused with catch, catch and, release, and release, which is something you do when you're fishing. <laughs> Aren't you glad you listen to this? You get way too much detail. <laughs> All you wanted to know about catheters and more. And then they sent me home. That was on Thursday. And then I came home and... Yeah. Laid around the house for two weeks. Yep. Yep. I we should sh- play some music. I was going to say, we should play some tunes. Is there anything specific you'd like to hear? Uh, how about Recovery by Frank Turner? Do you have that queued up? <laughs> I don't, but I can find... Oh, I have to put... I have to, I'll have to plug in my phone. Okay. Um, Which I can do. That's a good, good song choice. I had a whole playlist of stuff. I had uh, Take Me Down to the Hospital... And yeah, uh, Tommy gets his con- tonsils out, and I did have Recovery by Frank on there. That was what we were listening to on the way to the hospital. Yep. And it was amusing to me, even though I was nervous as shit and couldn't fully enjoy it. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. I hope it wasn't too uh, nerve-wracking. That was, was funny. Good. Um, sorry, I'm just not prepared. No, it's all right. I actually have it if you need it on my phone. No, I've got it. I just have to switch devices. Okay. Somewhere here. Okay. in and out in a strange flat in East London. Somebody I don't really know just gave me something to help settle me down and to stop me from always thinking about you. And you know your life is heading in a questionable direction when you're up for days of strangers and you can't remember anything except the way you sounded when you told me you didn't know what I should do. Like every other day And just like every boring blue song I get swallowed by the pain And so I fumble for your figure in the darkness Just to make it go away But you're not lying there any longer And I know that that's my fault So I've been pounding on the floor And I've been crawling up the walls And I've been dipping in my darkness With serotonin boosters Cider and some kind of smelling salts
let's make a deal If anybody ever asks us Let's just tell them that we met in jail And that's a story that I'm sticking to Like a stony-faced accomplice But tonight I need to hear some truth And I'm never getting through this Yeah, you once sent me a letter that said If you're lost at sea Close your eyes and catch the time, my dear And only think of me Well, darling, now I'm sinking And I'm as lost and lost could be And I was hoping you could drag me up And down here towards my recovery Uh, so recovery is an interesting process. Yeah. So can I read my playlist really quick? Absolutely. So take me down to the hospital by the replacements. Tommy gets his tonsils out by the replacements. Treatment bound by the replacements. Then recovery by Frank Turner. I like how half of these songs are actually about like a, a, a alcohol treatment. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, I remember pulling into the hospital parking lot to Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Lovely. Yeah. Um... So, during the hospital stay, and then when I first got home, like, every day I felt notably better. And I was like, great, I'm getting better quickly. I felt great. I can't believe how great I feel. I'm surprised how quickly this is going. And then after a few days at home, suddenly it just, like, levels out where I kind of felt the same every day. And, you know, I was going for walks and stuff, but... You were still really tired. Yeah, I was still really tired, but I just didn't feel like there was any sort of change in my condition Progress. so much. So then I just started to get super frustrated and annoyed and that's kind of been an ongoing theme to some yeah. extent. Obviously like, I'm a lot better in that I'm back at work. I went to back to work in less than three weeks part-time and um, which was good because I needed to start to get into a routine, get my sleep back on schedule and all that. Right. So I went back to work quickly and just was doing partial days and now I'm mostly full time again, but I still get frustrated whenever there's a day where I'm not feeling great. And that's still happening after mm-hmm. six weeks. I'll but, just have a bad day where I'll be really fatigued and just feel cloudy and can't focus or concentrate. That's mainly it. I don't have any pain, not substantial pain anymore. You have a few little twinges here and yeah, there. But, but it's that I just get... It's the fatigue that's really getting to you, right? Yeah. And it's not just that I'm tired. It's just I'm tired, but I can't function. It's but, hard to explain, but I... I can't concentrate. I've everything is cloudy. I get a little dizzy. But it's normal because you you researched I this think. on the internet, and the internet, you know, it's true. It never lies. So I think it's mainly normal. Um, but I am going in to make sure it's normal in a couple of days. So. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you're way better than you were a few weeks ago. Yes. And the it's just weird though out, because which you're is not great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you, nobody tells you what you're going to feel afterwards, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because you then have to kind of like look on the internet and see what other people have experienced, which is dangerous. Right. And your mind starts to go like, is this, am I supposed to be this tired? Is, is there, this normal? Is there something else wrong with me? Is there all that stuff? You have all these weird thoughts. So there's a whole mental side of things. And then I have like emotional swings and all kinds of stuff. So I'm still a little bit of a mess, but overall I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> um, a bit of, I, I have a ton, even though I'm sitting here drinking beer and have a pretty good buzz going on, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of paranoia in everything I consume now. Right. Like, uh, is, is this bad for me? Is everything... Should I not be drinking any soda with artificial sweetener? Oh, there's all kinds of things where I start to have those thoughts. Yeah. Like, is this, 
did this cause? I don't. Not did this cause? No, it, but did but, this contribute to it? Huh? Is this bad for me? I only have one kidney. Do I need to? What do I need to do, do to I make sure I don't? Do I need to take care of Lefty now? I know. So there's a certain amount of that. I'm not about to become a fucking vegan or something, but... Or gluten-free. No, none of that. That's n- nonsense, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about gluten-free for like half a second? Yes. By half a second, I mean an hour. Yes. If you're fucking gluten-free because you think oh, it's oh, healthier oh. for you, <laughs> unless you've been diagnosed by a doctor that you have celiac <laughs> disease, you're fucking batshit insane. <laughs> You don't need to make it about them. You can talk about their condition being bad shit. <laughs> okay. Your condition <laughs> makes you bad shit. The condition that you made up for yourself is bad shit. I don't know. Yeah. People love to jump onto trends. The and latest thing. Whatever. Most well, of the people as who Ju- are gluten-free. As Jimmy Kimmel said, if your yoga teacher told you you should be eating a gluten-free diet and you've jumped on board, there's a problem here. Yes. I mean, if you have celiac, if you've been told by a doctor this makes you feel shitty... By all means, avoid gluten. Yes. Otherwise. That, otherwise, if you think it's yeah. healthier for some reason, no. And shut the fuck up about it. You can then, talk about other things. Yes. Says the guy who talks about nothing but his cancer. <laughs> Said the guy who's talking about his kidney for the last 20 minutes. Uh-huh. All right. So, yeah, so um, in conclusion, more pancakes for me. Keeping with the theme of the paranoia and whatnot i have a song that's appropriate all right everything's bad for you honey everything's bad for you don't forget what they told you never go old because everything's bad for you how i feel <laughs> that's oh, what's going Haley. through my head frequently mm-hmm. that's Haley bonner she's awesome she's a new album out but that's yes. not it that's a, that's from an old album um so yeah there's a bit of paranoia that i'm going through understandable i'm trying to deal with it trying to get over it trying not to focus on all this stuff but it's hard not to right yep so you've been exercising more than you have i've been walking a lot yeah which is great they're short though but still it's good. It's good. It's good. You've been spending a lot of quality time with the canines. Yeah. They enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it too. I'm really glad we had the dogs when I was home, especially because they kept me company all day. Mm-hmm. And it would be hard to sit home alone, I think. I was bored as it is, but it was nice to have the dogs around. Yeah. And yeah. I had no attention span, so it sucked. I had all these great aspirations to... Like binge watch stuff. I'm going to watch an entire season of... 
whatever. And I didn't watch anything. I had no attention span. I couldn't focus. So I watched 30 for 30 a lot, the ESPN documentaries. I, I watched a bunch of those, and it was mainly like that kind of stuff and how it's made. and Modern marvels. I couldn't watch anything with an actual plot. So it was all documentary type stuff, but not too exciting. Yeah. A lifetime, a life of naps. And... I was going to say Lifetime movies. <laughs> I, I think I did watch a Lifetime movie. Was it the I, one where Tori Spelling gets stabbed? No, it was a recent one. I feel like oh. I did watch a, a Lifetime movie, but I can't remember what it was about other than... I can't even remember what shitty 80s star was in it. There was somebody, but... Not Kelly Martin? Judith no. Light? No. No, I don't remember. Yep. Um, I did... The one thing I did watch that had a plot, I was watching... I started toward the end of my stay at home. I started to watch reruns of Sports Night on one of the Fox... Um, like FXX or something, yep. FX Network. And I re-fell in love with that show. God, I love that show. So even though I made it through the entire series, I think I've been re-watching it. TiVo's been grabbing them. I've been re-watching some of them again. Mm-hmm. We have that DVD it's so good. Collection. I know, we have the DVDs. That's the silly part. That's yeah. the funny part. Like, <laughs> we've never just, watched the DVDs. They're have, probably unwrapped. I, no, I've watched. I, I watched them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Good it's a show. great show. So yeah. I don't know if there's anything else to say about all that stuff. I have emotional swings. That's fun. Oh, my God. Yours are worse than mine. I'm having mine a are few, bad. but I'm yours worried. are much worse. So I'm a little bit worried because one of the things, and this is, goes back to even before surgery, the new Dan Wilson album. Yes. I can't listen to it because I have a meltdown every time I listen to it. Oh, my God. Just his voice. Yeah. But we're seeing him at concert next Friday. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 what if I just start bawling? <laughs> Feel your feelings. I very well might. Should I play something and see if I can yeah. make it through? <laughs> Let me see. What did I put on here? Okay, I'll play I'll play something off of his new album. It's really good. It is. I, I, but re- it's just, I really like it. But it's just... It's like, not even that it's a sad album. It's just... It, his, it hits you in that His voice spot. does that to me. Yeah. So I'm going to... Actually, I have to get a... I'm going to get a beer while this is playing. So maybe I'll just not Coping. listen to it. But... <laughs> Okay, so this is from the Dan Wilson album. It's called uh, Love Without Fear. How appropriate. Game. Stay- 
Standing to the side Waiting with a claim We see a lot of empty airships in the sky Silver or moon Take you for a ride All I want In this life of mine Someone to take my I think I'm able to listen to Dan without crying. All right, good. That'll be helpful in the coming week. <laughs> I know, well. I really like the album. I really like I like Dan so much. Me too. Just a good dude. Yeah, talented guy. Um so yeah. What else? Is there anything else you want to talk about that's related to me? I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> But more about me. <laughs> yeah. Um Speaking of medical stuff, I don't know, people on the sh- people listening to this show or other shows might have noticed that I have a bit of a hacking cough. Yes, and I've been trying cough to get the that won't go away. Goddamn thing diagnosed for two months, and I've had these in the past, and the first time it was allergies, and then the second time it was sort of some sort of acid reflux, STD. and I had a, not an STD. <laughs> God. I took an asthma test and I was diagnosed as not having asthma, but I'm starting to rethink that. So if this current round of antibiotics does not work and my three different kinds of inhalers, um, yeah, I'm going to go to a lung specialist, but I really, really would like to get this figured out so I could actually talk or laugh or eat without coughing. Yeah, get that shit taken care of. I'm trying to. I know. It, it's affecting my podcasting career, goddammit. You start talking, I can tell when you're trying to hold you're when you're holding in a cough. Yeah. And yeah. I hate that. I like know. it affects the audio quality. It affects your listening experience, people. <sighs> yep. But so, okay, here's the weird thing. Yes. I've been attempting to run again. Yeah, that's a good thing to do when you have a chronic cough. But it hasn't <laughs> 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 It hasn't really kicked in when I've been running, which is the huh. weird thing. That is weird. I mean, it has a couple times. So we'll get a treadmill in here for when you're doing the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do my, I'll do the show from the elliptical in the uh, other room that well, you want to get rid of. Finally have a use for it. Yeah. I've used it. <laughs> like six times. Yeah. <laughs> and? We've had it six months. So? <laughs> That's not enough. You had cancer. I know. I know. I'm not the one who should be using it. Well, I should be, but I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to play the cancer card here. It doesn't work when you do it that way. Okay. <laughs> your your mistaken fit, fitness equipment purchase... <laughs> Has nothing to do with your kidney. Doesn't work. Okay. Doesn't work that way. I'm the one who can play that, though. But I am signed up for a 5K. It's a bacon 5K. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the thing. This is freaking stupid. What's with all these theme, these stupid theme 5Ks? I'm done with mud runs by the way. Done. All of it. All of them have stupid themes. This one, you know what? Even though there's bacon along the way, I'm not going to eat it. 
Because that just does not sound like a good thing in the middle of July. So it's like they hand you a cup of water and some bacon along the way? I think so. I don't even understand. I'm glad. Okay, here's the thing. I'm glad I signed up for it because if I hadn't signed up for a 5K, I would not be exercising as much as I am because I need to be motivated. Is that the point of the 5K to to keep people motivated? To exercise? Yeah. For me personally, yes. I don't understand them because otherwise. it is a novelty. It is kind of goofy. Exactly. I don't get it. I, I get that you don't get it. Yeah. I, I'm glad I signed up because I wouldn't be exercising as much if I hadn't. But it is gimmicky. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know how it's going to go. And especially like in the middle of summer, anywhere in the United States is going to be like wicked hot. Right. Yeah. Whatever yep. works for you. More for you. Yeah, more for me. I'll be here with the dogs. Yep. So what else is going on? Let's see. We've, we've pretty much... Uh, exhausted. Our- we've exhausted oh. cancer. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've discussed My that. My list of things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Dave Haas. Uh-huh. Paisley Park. Nice. Cancer. <laughs> was yours i still have a few more things on my list i've got then i have dan wilson and then i have the other concerts that are coming up okay um i have a couple more things all right can we talk about hockey sure well it's not as relevant to us since our beloved wild were mercilessly booted out but um even though at which point i quit giving a shit well I haven't been actively watching, but I've been like have you been quietly passively rooting. Walk- I've been, watching? I guess. Like I wanted I wanted Montreal to win really bad. Here's my problem with Montreal. Yeah. The Canadians. Uh-huh. Fine. Where does the Habs come in? I don't know. Maybe it's a French thing. It's fucking stupid. I, I don't know. Look it up on Wikipedia. Or Why are they shit. called the Habs? I don't know. I'm sure it's on the internet. I don't want to really know. I just think it's stupid. You're the Canadians. Stick with your name. You want to Although, call them the cans? My favorite band is the replacements, and I call them the mats, so I guess. <laughs> See? But the Habs. You just talked yourself through it. Habs doesn't sound like Canadian. It's not an abbreviation for Canadians. Jesus Christ. Do I have to Google this shit while we're doing the show? No, I don't care. Okay. Um, I didn't care about so, hockey during the season. I cared about hockey just during the playoffs when I realized the Wild were doing fairly well. And now you I, were rooting hardcore I know, for the Wild. I know, it was fun. It was fun. I'd love to see the Wild do well, but I don't care during the season, and I don't care after they're out of it. Part of it helped that, hey, I can stay up late and watch this hockey game and not have to go to work in the morning. Well, that <laughs> Unlike the other person in the house. The bandwagon was parked in front of my house <laughs> during the entire playoff run. That so, was it. Then I was off, because at that point, who cares? Who am I going to root for? Well, here's the thing. So the Rangers are in. They've beaten Montreal. Yeah. I wanted to root for Montreal because Canada, our neighbors to the north. Here's the other thing. Wait I'm a minute. T- wait, 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 wait. What, what was that? Repeat that. Our neighbors to the north. That's why you're rooting for them? It's an entire country. It's huge. They're not, it's not like they're right and on the other side of the And a friend of mine at work, a friend of mine at work is very hardcore about it. And I'm like, hey, you do it that would make a lot. him happy. You do that a lot. You're what? like, my, I know somebody who likes them. So my I'll aunt root for really them. likes the Packers, so I'm going to root for the Packers. It's like the what? No, that's not how it works. You don't root <laughs> for a team because somebody you know roots for them. I'm happy when they win because I know that it'll make somebody I love happy. Uh, not that I love my coworker. I like my coworker a lot. But is there no one that you love that love that that is a Yankees fan? Well, there's, oh. I, I do have a very dear, dear friend who is a Yankees fan, but I overlook that part. Love him anyway. 
So that's a no. That's 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 you. That's not you. Don't root for sports teams because somebody you know likes them. Okay, that's not how it's done. All right. Here's the thing about hockey. And the last reason you root for a team is because the team because they're from a place bordering your state. Here's the thing about You're hockey. You're supposed to can hate I, the teams that border your state. Can I go on? Give it a shot. With hockey, I personally believe that the team that wins a Stanley Cup should be able to practice outside in the winter. This is true. So, LA Kings, you're out. Yeah, fuck you, Dallas Stars. <laughs> oh my god, Dallas Stars don't even fucking get me started. Yep. Do not get me started. You don't even deserve a hockey team. No. <laughs> and I do have friends in Denton and Dallas. However. <laughs> nope. Nope. If it's not. Well, I, I have a little rage toward the Dallas Stars. Yeah, if you can't sustain outdoor an outdoor rink, you can't. No, you don't count in hockey. I agree. I will agree with that. And so if it's the Rangers and the fucking L.A. Kings, first of all, L.A. Kings can't practice outdoors in the winter. Second of all, New York and L.A., come on. I want the Midwest to represent. Also, please have the song queued up that I'm about to mention. <laughs> You're going to have to... Hold on, i got to switch devices again. I, I have a queued up on mine if you need it. I've got it, but um, continue to talk. The Blackhawks. Yeah. Not only do they represent the Midwest and can practice outside in the winter... They have the best goal-scoring song. It's true. The best. Continue to say how good it is for It's the- wonderful. <laughs> it's by one of my favorite bands. And they've done, several websites have done best goal song things. The Wild have a decent one. Our own Minnesota Wild. However, Chicago. Better, for Above sure. everyone else. Yep. guessing wild fans will consider us traitors for enjoying this probably but this is one of the best fucking bands in the world I didn't listen to this song while the Wild were playing the Blackhawks. I I didn't want to hear this song while the Wild were playing the Blackhawks. Yeah. 
show we had probably just talked about having just seen them in chicago oh probably uh yeah so well, we've seen them in chicago which you yeah. know they played their song there and we got to see john fratelli in london where we were supposed to be a couple weeks ago but we had to cancel the trip because of my kidney cancer, cancer. <laughs> damn you cancer damn it cancer am i making too much light of cancer can I do that because you I had can. You can. You get to. See, you have make, it, so you get to joke about it. Awesome. It's the one benefit. I get to make fun of cancer. Yes. Lucky me. Yep. So if you do not enjoy the Blackhawks, please don't hate the Fratellis because of it. Listen yeah. to their other music. It's good stuff. Instead or something. But I do love that song. Me too. It's good. I wish they'd come and play in Minneapolis for once. No kidding. Yeah. <coughs> oh, poor hacky. Damn cough. Yeah. It'll get better at some point. Anything? So what else other than I did hockey? have a lung x-ray, so rules out lung cancer that's, for me. Oh, that's Yay. good. That's all we need. Um, Would you like to talk about how Catholics have mass for everything? Oh. <laughs> Went to my nephew's high school graduation, which was lovely last night. But Yes. Wonderful. Catholic glad to support school. him. He's lovely. Glad he graduated. Congratulations. Yeah. But why do the Catholics have to interject mass into weddings, graduations? Everything. Funerals. Everything. You name funerals. It. Any opportunity, they're going to throw a mass at it. I, they over mass. <laughs> you were saying they like to throw the host around whenever they can. I know. They throw that shit around like a Frisbee. Like, let's just... <laughs> throw the like, host in. <laughs> just reel it back a little bit. We don't have to have mass every freaking two seconds. It's a little overdone. I don't know. I grew up Catholic. I went to more. I went to. I went to a lot of masses. You've had enough mass for a lifetime. What if mass causes your cancer? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't make. I'm not making the connection there, but maybe there's something in the. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of different directions I could go with this discussion. I think there's some issues with the hygiene, though, like. Yeah, I've got a question about the common cup. Well, they didn't. Do you even have do a common that. cup? They didn't do or that. Or you just take the bread, right? They do or the the, the they, wafers. You have wafers. They do the wine. They do the. What are you saying? You? I don't do this anymore. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> they 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 at least when I was still doing that, they did the the wine thing, but they didn't do that at the graduation. So maybe they reeled it back because that fuck that's fucking the least hygienic thing ever. Yeah. But even the fact, so the priest comes out, they wash his hands with the holy water. There's uh -huh. no soap to be found. No, no. He's doing that. I mean, I know it's blessed. It's a symbolic thing, but. Eh. 
I don't know where that pre sans have been. <laughs> well, I think you do. <laughs> I think I do, and that's why I think it's kind of not too hygienic. <laughs> oh, here's the other thing I noticed. I've noticed this a couple times, but at the specific ceremony, this is people are not going to enjoy this discussion. Some will. Some will be offended. I'm sorry. Not really. Um, perhaps you noticed this. The person who is the acting what used to be called an altar boy was like 75 years old did you notice that which one was the altar boy because there were like 10 participants no one of them was not the guy who was like just a fucking little helper okay he he was an old dude was that the dude who was like raising the hands and leading the song or who was leading the song because i started laughing because it was like the super was that a was that a dude? Because no, he kind of a... looked like Justin Bieber a little bit, and he was singing really high. <laughs> no, that was a chick. Okay. She had long hair. Not long hair. No, it was like a... I don't know. It was short. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, no, they replaced the altar boy. I altar boys glasses, used to be like 13-year-old but... kids. Right. Now they're old dudes. I think that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's across the board or if that was just... That might just be a thing at this church or something. I don't know, but... I don't remember the altar dude. Yeah, there was one. There were a lot of people back and forth on that stage. The archbishop was there in possibly one of his last acts. Mm-hmm. He's being called on to resign, also related to some of the kitty fiddler controversies. Yep. Crazy times. Any other questions mm-hmm. about the Catholic service that I can't accurately answer? <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to Mass anytime soon? No, I've had my fill. Okay. Yeah. It, it was fine, except for the... The people behind us who talked through the entire ceremony. You know, I was, I honestly had pretty much drowned them out. You, you key in on that stuff. I just kind of, I don't. And and part of it was like, like if I had been at a concert, yeah, I would have been, I would have been turning around and saying, hey. I was waiting for that. Knock but... it off. But part of me is like, all right, just keep the peace, keep the peace, keep the peace. I really didn't pay much attention to it until I knew, realized that you were spazzing out in, internally, quietly to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but the, the the two women in front of us were turning around and glaring at him too, which oh, is really? awesome. I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah. Uh. Yep. But but they were oblivious. It's funny because they were scrolling through shit on their cell phone, which you think you could do silently. Yeah. However, no, they needed to have a conversation about it. Some it, people. Oh well. Damn them. Whatever. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Anything? Let's see. Another train wreck in the works. Nice. I'm going to play a song. <coughs> okay. Could this heart race? Could this heart race? To the end of the line. Could you love me? Could you love me? way you do all the time Soft wind Take me home To the place That I know It's just a little
could this world spin? Could this world spin any faster than it does? We just get older. We just get older. Every day is just the way. So Lucy Michelle's Attack of the Heart album, which that song is off of, that has been my go-to for the last while, several weeks at least, Mm -hmm. for when I just need to calm the fuck down. Right. It relaxes me. It's so good for me. I used to, I actually still do, I don't listen to it much, but I have a a playlist of Ani DeFranco songs that Mm -hmm. serves the same purpose. This has taken over for that, largely. If you need to relax, yeah, I don't know what it is. It just calms me down, but it doesn't make me sad. Yeah, Um, and that's yeah. Like it, yep. I've listened to that countless times. I was just gonna say it mellows you out, but you hate that word. It does. Yeah, you're right. I do, and it does. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I listen to it a lot. There is one song I do want to play before we're done. No, we can. We got. I got nowhere to go. (laughs) Okay, I don't really have anything to say. I just want to make sure this song gets in there. Okay, it doesn't pertain to any specific topic? No, other than the fact that I love Jeremy Messersmith. Oh, I like Jeremy Messersmith. Do you have It's Only Dancing on your... I'm sure I do. Uh, There's something about the song that just gets me. Like, oh, it's amazing. That's off of his newest album, I assume? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oops. He's starting to... Gets more national press, I think. Because he's on the same label as Mumford and Sons. Oh, is he? Yes. I didn't realize. I knew he was on a new label, but I didn't realize it. Yep. It's the same one as Mumford and also Sons. Yep. A big deal has been made of that. Yes. All right. We can play that. Okay. Late night call and I'm at your door. Teenage tears on the kitchen floor I pull you close, hold my breath Feel your heartbeat through your summer dress Shuffle our feet slowly to the stereo And if your boyfriend suddenly appears If your father comes home and finds us here You and I, we won't need an alibi It's only dancing It's only Kicks 
I have a question. Yeah? How long do I get to use this whole cancer thing to my advantage? The rest of your life? Really? I don't know. I don't have it anymore, though. Oh, wait, wait. Go back to the chords or the, the lyrics. very good he's a great he's a great writer and i remember hearing this <coughs> excuse me <laughs> hacky hackerson over here hearing the song live and like hearing some of the lyrics but like just hearing it a few times and hearing how the whole story plays out it's just great yes it is i just love everything about <clears throat> the song i love how the the lyrics take this little turn at the end i love the production the and build, just, the build. Mm, yeah so good, great good all his stuff is good i love jeremy messersmith yes okay the cancer thing yeah how long do i get to use it i don't know i'd say i don't feel like i've started using it that much but i feel like i need to take advantage of it because you know it's a relatively short thing like diagnose surgery it's gone i feel like i need to get a little bit of play out of it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what that would entail, though. Hmm. Is there like a cancer discount at Denny's? <laughs> Do you want to eat at Denny's? No, not really. I don't know. I feel like I should get some benefit of it. I don't know. I think there would be a lot of people buying you drinks at Vimp. That would happen anyway. <laughs> True. I can only drink so much. Right. I don't know. Hmm. All right. If anybody has any ideas on how I can... How, how you can milk the cancer thing? Yeah. Feel like I should be able to get some sort of. I I've haven't. Been, I have had I've, no benefit. I've been sort of using it as an excuse for laying low. Like no one's questioned me on it. <laughs> like some people have asked you to do stuff, and you've said no. I can't. My husband had cancer, so you're getting all the advantage out, and I'm getting no, nothing. No, I'm not. No one's asked me, but. Oh. But if pressed, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I've been busy with my husband's cancer." <laughs> I don't think you've said that though. You've said my husband just had surgery. Yeah. I don't think you're throwing around the C word. I'm not throwing around the no, C word. I haven't really too much yeah. either, but I feel like I should. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got to, you know. You're a dude. You only, you, you don't get to throw around the C word too much. <laughs> I throw around that C word all the time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> not to me personally. No. Ha have we talked about her activity with the dogs and how much they hated it? Not to abruptly switch the subject. Yeah, what the hell is that coming out of? What the fact they don't like? It's starting to rain again. Oh. So Who cares? Our, Let's not talk about weather. Okay. Our dog's favorite thing to do is to go for walks. And uh, it was ruined because we got rained on. This is the least interesting story ever. And one of our dogs absolutely hates being wet. Absolutely just hates it. And shows she, she's like, why are you ruining the thing that I love? Yeah. Speaking of Ruin, there's a new album coming out that has the word Ruin in the title. All right. Beauty play and, some Bob. Beauty and Ruin from Bob Mould. I'm going to play a song off it because he's awesome and we get to see him in a couple months. It's oh, we be... saw the coolest special on Palladia today. Has that aired before? Is that no, new? It, it hasn't. And that's a DVD that he actually did a Kickstarter for to get produced. Yeah. 
um, from it was a there was a Bob Mold tribute last year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in L.A. at the yep. Disney Theater, something or other. Yep. And I, Where the L.A. Philharmonic plays, apparently. I didn't know about the Kickstarter thing until after it was over, unfortunately, or I would have definitely been part of that. But um, So what they edited down to for one hour on Palladia was really good. I kind of want to see the whole thing. Me too. Might have to look into that. You can get it for 10 bucks online, Yeah, like streaming. So it was a tribute concert, but then he played he as well. So, so good. And who are some of the tribute artists? Spoon? Yes, Ryan Adams. Yep. Um, um, Grant Lee Buffalo. Uh, Tad and Craig from the Hold Steady. Yes. And uh, Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl, who might be the coolest person on earth. I love Dave Grohl. He's so great. So yes, Bob has a new album coming out. His last album was fantastic. I know we played some stuff on a previous show from that, and the new album sounds like it's continuing along those lines, and I'm really happy about that because I like the sound of it, and this is the first single. Actually, it might not be the first single. It might be the second single. Yeah? Yeah, because there was another song that he put out before this. And it's, ah. But, um, but it's also good. Yeah. Looking forward to this album that comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm really happy about it because this album and the last albums harken back to his stuff with Sugar from the early 90s, which was like my favorite of all the Bob Mold stuff, which is sacrilege for somebody to say from here because obviously Husker do, but um, Sugar is more accessible. I like Sugar. Mm-hmm. I like the new stuff. I just like the sound of it. I mean, they're Husker Du songs I like too, but yep. I kind of, having moved here around the time Sugar was big, that was my first exposure, so that's the stuff I'm going to relate to and identify with a little more. I listened to that Copper Blue album, Into the Ground, when it came out. That, yeah. And then I bought all the singles, because they always had, like, he had a bunch of singles with bonus tracks. Right. For the, for the Sugar albums, and yeah. I lived on that stuff for a couple of years. I have lots of 
lots of great songs on there. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled with the direction he's taking right now. Yes. Makes me happy that he's rocking again. We credit Dave Grohl because it's true because he sang on Dear Rosemary on that Foo Fighters track. That yeah, he, started... he, he said, uh, I don't know if it was an interview after that or in his book. It might have been an interview thing where he said, His book's really good too. I kind of want to go back and read that again. Yeah, I think it was an interview where he said that getting in the studio and playing with uh, Foo Fighters kind of got him back wanting to record. And to play to, to play rock stuff mm-hmm. again, and it's worked. Cool, <laughs> yeah. So, hooray! Yay! We get to see him in August, I mm-hmm. think. We just got tickets, so that's going to be awesome. Yay! Yay! So, there's a couple good shows. There's that. Toward the end of the summer, we get to see Bob. We get to see the replacements. We get to see Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. It's going to be an awesome, awesome late awesome summer, summer around here. But I don't want the summer to go because no, I love summer. I know. It's already June. Summer's it. too, too short around here. It is. So what else? Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, do you want to comment on any of the books you've read or are you good? Shrinkage? Yeah. I'm in, I've just started that. I'd say I'm about a third of the way through and I'm loving it. Yes. Despite my short attention span, I made it through one book during my recovery, but I read the book in two days. And it was well-timed. There's a book called Shrinkage by a guy named Brian Bishop. And he is one of the people who's on Adam Carolla's podcast. Whether or not you listen to that podcast or like Adam Carolla, set that aside. The book Shrinkage is fantastic. Brian, he's about, I don't know, 10 years younger than me probably. He's in his 30s, early 30s. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And uh, this book discusses that his whole experience from being diagnosed to going through treatment his situation was way 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 worse than what i went through yeah because i just got to the part where he's diagnosed and how serious it is and right like the times the the timeline they gave him he was given six months at one point by one of the doctors um this chronicles his whole experience and the first half of the book for me was like, holy shit, there's a lot that we have in common. Yeah. Just um, even though, again, his situation was way worse because it wasn't something they could operate on. Um, I was surprised at all the similarities just in the things he went through, the things that he thought about, the way that people reacted, the all this stuff. And then, and then the one twist that I think a lot of people who, who have gone through this experience would – would would find a lot of those commonalities, but the, then the other thing was him announcing it on the on, podcast oh. and making it public. I'm like, well, there's something that there's a very small handful of people have gone through, but his surprise at the outpouring of support from listeners, and it's like, yeah, that's very yep. familiar too. So it's it's a great book, and even if you don't have that actual experience, I hope you don't. Um, it's really well written. It's an interesting story and um, the guy's still around and he's still doing well. And the six month thing obviously ended up um, he not ended up, being true. He ended thank up goodness. That, but yeah, that was a really good book. And especially for me, for the timing of it, I wish that I had, you I wish, wish that it had come out earlier. Yeah. It came out like when I, uh, probably two weeks, two, three weeks after I had surgery, uh-huh. I'm like shit, I wish this would have been around a month before I had surgery. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so yes, I read that. Other than that, and then Corolla's book, which I love because I like to listen. I could read anything Corolla comes up with just because I like 
him bitching about stuff, but hmm, really, yeah, hard to wow. believe. Why? It's an inspiration to those huh. of us who like to bitch about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's about all I've been reading. Really, that's probably the only two books I've read. I've been able to read in the last two months. Huh. Yeah. What about you? Anything? Uh, um, I've been reading this book called "Ask a Clean Person." Well, I don't know. If, I don't think it's "Ask a Clean Person," but that's her column on Deadspin. But it's by a woman named Jolie Care. Yes. And she, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's K E R R. But great cleaning. Like if you're interested in minimally cleaning or doing a deep clean of your domain. It, yeah. It when just, are you going to put that shit into practice? I'm sitting here looking at an inch of dust on our TV stand. Piss off. I've been dealing with my husband's cancer. Oh, okay. You're excused. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Haven't had a chance to wipe up. <laughs> Haven't had a chance to wipe up. I've been dealing with my husband's illness. <laughs> Touche. It, it's a really good book. And um there's a there's an entire table on if you have sex toys and what they're made of, how to clean them. Wow. But it's it's written really well. Like it's really entertaining, but it's also a reference book. So I read it straight through and I want to read it again and huh. I'm sure I'm going to use it as a reference cuz I I need to do some deep cleaning around here obviously, but <laughs> Yeah. But That's it's awesome. I, I think the the main title is My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag and Other Adventures. That's a good title. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But I, I've been enjoying that. But I'm also good. reading the book that you just talked about and yeah. I'm really enjoying I'm that as well. Like, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I think, yeah, I figured you'd, you'd probably... He, just, he, he writes really well. It's very conversational. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I have a movie recommendation, a documentary recommendation as well. Uh, it's called Mortified, and it's on Netflix streaming. It's mm-hmm. a documentary about these shows that happen around the country where people get up on stage and read from their childhood diaries. And it's very, very interesting and entertaining and funny, and I highly recommend. You haven't watched it yet, have you? I haven't. We should maybe do that tonight. Ooh, okay. Very, very good. So I've I, I loved it, and I would highly recommend that if you like documentaries. It's a really good one, and it's worth checking out. Cool. And then the new season of Derek starts today. Also on Netflix. Yeah. We'll have we talked that. about Derek before? I don't know. Yeah, oh, I think we did. Okay. I think we did a couple episodes ago, maybe. It, the first season was amazing. Yep. It's a Ricky Gervais show. He's very good. It's, it's yep. not what you would expect from him, but it's very, very good. I'm looking forward to the second season. And then Orange is the New Black, that shit starts next week. Yep. I am very, very, very excited for that, too. Word up. All right. Should we play one more song and wrap it up? All right. Do we want to talk about the replacement show anymore, or have we covered that? Uh, we're going to go see him in September. They're finally coming here, and that's Hooray. probably a good thing to wrap it up with. So there's only one song we could wrap it up with. Replacements can't hardly wait. Oops.
can't wait.